Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 87 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. Once again, I am your host, Brent Coley, an elementary principal in beautiful Southern California, and joining me, returning once again, she was on in episode 52, and she is back for another go around, Dr. Sam Fessage. Dr. Sam, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, Brent. Thanks so much for having me back on the Teaching Tales podcast. I am pumped to be here. Let's get the party uh, started. Yes, yes. I'm. We were talking before we started recording, as typically happens. It's like we need to stop talking. We need to start recording because we're getting all the yeah. good stuff done now. <laughs> we need to share that with people who are listening. So for anyone, before we jump into our topic today, for anyone who doesn't know who who you are, uh, who didn't listen to number episode fifty two, give us a brief, a little brief, brief background. Who is Dr. <laughs> Sam Bessie? Yeah, I'm happy to. So I'm a fellow EduMash author, just like Brent, and fellow podcaster too. Yeah. Um, so my day job is teaching future educators at Grove City College. I have the honor to teach them about ed tech and special education. I also get to oversee a few of our student teachers as well. And then I'm the author of two books, both published by EduMatch. You can find them over on Amazon, um, EduMagic, A Guide for Pre-Service Teachers, and EduMagic, Shine On, A Guide for New Teachers. And just recently, I came out with a planner for future educators and a course on digital portfolios. So if you're a future teacher, we got to connect. I love, love, love working with future educators and raising up that next generation of teachers. Awesome. Yes. And you've got some good stuff. I know Ashley, one of my one of my special education teachers, she has connected with you. She listens to your <laughs> podcast. So shout out, Ashley, if you're listening Ashley! to this. Yes. Um, it, and we'll get you, we'll give you an opportunity at the end of the episode too, to kind of give your, your contact information, your, cool. your social media stuff to connect. So, but what we're going to talk about today and, and the title of this, when I had the idea in my mind, it was, hey, advice for new and aspiring teachers. But I think it's going to be like advice for new and aspiring, and then in parentheses, and all teachers, <laughs> because I think honestly, the things that we're going to share today, I've got a list and you've got a list and it's going to be, it's going to be sound advice. Yes. It's going to be wisdom for anybody, but, but especially we're recording this in the beginning of January, which means in a couple of months, that's when open jobs are going to be posted and, and, and people right. who are in a credential program right now, um, will start applying for those jobs or people who are just finishing up their first year, a year like no other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and we just, I just thought, wow, as somebody who works with aspiring teachers, new teachers is supervising student teachers. That's what you're doing. I'm a site principal. So I am, my task is to mentor and support new teachers, but also 30 year veteran teachers. Let's share some of those pieces yes. of advice that some of that wisdom for people. So let me, I mean, let's go right to it. What is, what is yeah. your first piece of advice that you would give to a new teacher, someone who is an aspiring teacher or heck somebody who is 30 years in? Absolutely. So I think first and foremost, uh, let's get connected. So it's super important to connect with uh, the people in your school and in your district. But, you know, be brave and put yourself out there. Get connected on social media like Twitter and Instagram. Build that that professional teaching positive digital presence as a future teacher that's going to benefit you one administrator like our friend Brett here he's going to google you whenever he grabs your resume 
he wants to find positive professional things about you, things that you've done throughout your college career, learning experiences, teaching experiences, professional development experience, all the things. So you can start doing that by building your PLN, your professional learning network, or as our good friend Sarah Thomas calls it, our professional learning family. And it family. truly is a family out there for sure, for sure. So get connected on Instagram and or Twitter and build your digital positive presence now. It's never too early. And for my friends out there who may be a couple of years in, experienced educators, it's never too late to get connected. You're going to find so many ideas out there that other teachers have tried, other teachers have used and learned from as well. And Another caveat to that is once you're connected, once you're starting to build um, those connections with other, with other educators, with peers, sharing your information out there, don't always compare yourself to other people. So for example, for my first year teachers out there, do not compare your first month, your first day to somebody else's 15th year, 15th first day, uh, however that math works out. Gotcha. But don't compare yourself either. Do If you're doing the best that you can for the students in your classroom, then that is amazing. Go for ideas, go for inspiration, encouragement, support, and go to be challenged. But don't always compare yourself to the others that are out there. Oh, my gosh, that you are preaching it. I, I, I love it. And I'm going to I just so agree with what you said. Number one, I've, I've said this on previous episodes of the podcast. I've learned more. I joined Twitter in 2009. I started teaching in 1996. So we can do the math. That was a long time before I joined <laughs> Twitter. And since I joined, I've learned more from my professional learning network via Twitter than I have in my entire career combined of organized professional development. It's and, amazing. Uh, it is. And, and I always like to put in the, ca the caveat, that is not to knock the professional development that I've gotten because I have, I mean, I'm a member of, of Q, California, Nevada's, um, it used to be called Computer Using Educators, but now it's more pedagog pedagogy based, which is amazing. I mean, the amount of things I've learned from them and from all the other, it's amazing. But I've, because it, it's 24 seven, Twitter, and now, and now even Instagram and people, if you're on Pinterest, it's just, it's out there. And even if you're just a, uh, a lurker, I know that's terms like, that doesn't sound, but it's like, even if I like to call them learners, learner, there we go. <laughs> yeah. even, if, even if you're not posting a lot, you can still learn from people that are sharing. And I also like to put out there like, but I would do not underestimate what you have to give to people yes. out there. I mean, I, I've said in, in some of my episodes and in talks that I've given is, and I write about this in my book about the power of sharing, is someone right now, 7 billion people in the world, someone right now is online looking for what you have. Mm -hmm. And if you let that sink in for a second, it's like somebody, I mean, cause we've done it. You've done it. You've taken your phone and you've Googled something. You've YouTube something. <laughs> Someone is looking for what you possess, what I possess, what that first year teacher possesses, what that 30 year teacher possesses might be an art project idea, might be a graphic organizer, might just be an encouraging quote, might just be something to lift somebody's spirits, mm -hmm. but somebody's looking for that right now. And if you have it, sharing that is great. And I love what you said about not comparing. 
Ugh, uh, I know, right? Because, I mean, <laughs> it, it is very easy to go down that rabbit hole and think, like, yes. wow, look at this. These teachers are amazing, and I'm not that good. I, because let's let's be real. People aren't posting all the crummy stuff that's happened. They're, right. they're, they're in the an Instagram reel. In an Instagram filter world, everyone is putting stuff that that is that is making them look good. So if you're having that bad day, if that lesson didn't go as well, hey, that's okay. The people who are out there doing amazing things, so are you. They right. have their bad days too. They're just not necessarily posting that stuff. So no, I I, I love that. Yes, get connected, get out there. <laughs> Um, all right. So let me see. One of, one of the things that I'm going to share, I'm looking at my list here. What, what do I want to share first? Um, I would say relationships before rules. Relationships before rules. Um, and and I, I want to share a, a story that I think illustrate, and I wrote about this in, in chapter two, which talks about relationships. I mean, we hear that word, rigor, relevance, and relationships. Yes. But doggone it, every year that I get into this, that I that I move forward in this position and in this in this field, I am I am it is it's just so true that relationships are everything. And I'll and I'll share a story. When I was getting my my uh teaching credential, so this was 1995, back when uh that was a long time ago. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember as I was doing my student teaching and as I was doing my coursework, I remember thinking when I get a classroom of my own, classroom management, I mean, you got to have classroom management. Classroom management is really important. And you're nodding your head right now. And for anyone listening, it is. And now as a site principal, just so classroom management is very important. I always say, and I, when I've had student teachers myself, when I was a, a master teacher, if they're not listening, they meaning the students, it doesn't matter what you're saying. If they're not listening, it doesn't matter what you're saying. If they're not engaged, the three hours you spent prepping that lesson, doesn't matter. I mean, it, right. it's almost like now if we're on Zoom and you're on mute, it doesn't matter what you're saying. <laughs> so mm -hmm. classroom management is important. So I remember going back to my days of, of my student teaching thinking, when I get a classroom, we're going to have fun. We're going to have a lot of fun in the classroom, but we're going to have management. We're going to have structure. We're going to have rules because that's important. So fast forward a year later, my first year, it's after lunch one day, I'm prepping for a, for a, uh, a uh, lesson. I've got a student back, she's working on the computer in the back of the classroom, the computer, singular, like, I don't even think it was connected to the internet at that point. I have no idea what she was. She's like probably going to type. Or exactly. Or a typing, pro <laughs> typing program or something like that. And so I'm in the front of the room and, and she walks up to me and she's, and she kind of motions me up to the corner of the room. And I'm like, okay. And I, I follow her up to the corner of the room and, and she, she, she kind of leans in like she wants to tell me something in private. And I say, hey, what's up? And she says, Mr. Coley, I wet my pants. Oh. And I said, Oh no. And I said, I just said, I said, sweetie, why, why didn't you ask me if you could go to the bathroom? And what she said may as well have been a punch in the gut. Because what she said was, I thought you'd say no. Oh. Exactly. So I thought you'd say no. So I had a nine-year-old who wasn't comfortable asking me 
to use the bathroom because she thought I'd say no. So I, at that point, I'm like, congratulations, Brent. Look what your classroom management has gotten you. Yeah, you're running a tight ship, but you've got a nine-year-old who wasn't comfortable to ask you to use the restroom to the point where she wet herself. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness that happened in my first year of teaching. I'm, I mean, I'm sharing that story. Believe me, not the proud story to share, right. but a story out there. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, classroom management is important. You have to have structure. You have to have guidelines and things like that. But ladies and gentlemen, relationships are infinitely more important than a rule. Your kids have to know that you care about them. They have to know that it's safe. And unfortunately, at the very beginning of my career, I had that, that circumstance, that situation that slapped me upside the head saying like, Get your priorities straight, Brent. Mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. management's important. But, but who are you managing? You're managing people. You're, you you, you want to be cultivating relationships and not just a, a creator of rules. So right. that, that would be my, my piece of advice is hey, you, you need to have guidelines. You need to have rules. Because again, if they're not listening, doesn't Might matter well what you... then you're on mute. Exactly. It's a great, it's a great analogy now with, with zoom, but, but you're talking about, these are people, whether they're kindergartners or whether in your case, whether they're college students, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Relationships are more important than rules. Never, ever forget that. I, I'm glad that you learned that your first year of teaching and I I was hoping as throughout as you're weaving that story I'm thinking I'm hoping he brings us back to relationships because (laughs) relationships definitely come first I think you know as you said that that term rigor relevance relationships it should definitely relationships Relationships. capital R no more rigor and relevance let's put that away to the side let's focus on those relationships first a colleague yeah. of mine, Dr. Heather Michelle, shout out to Heather. She um, She's over on Instagram. She does great stuff for new teachers and supporting aspiring educators about also in California. Um, she has been sharing these uh, posts throughout the pandemic about teaching tips. And one mm-hmm. of them that she has shared, she's shared probably about 30 of them um, throughout the throughout the year, probably more now, um, is relationships first, procedures second content third and i think that's so important building those relationships getting to build those relationships but not only just build them but maintain them throughout the semester it's just not a first week activity or a one-day activity it's an activity that keeps going and growing so you know your students they know you it's a two-way street it has to be a two-way street and it doesn't end in kindergarten or in middle school or in high school. It's something you need to keep doing, even as a college professor, growing and knowing your students. So they can they can become the best that they can be in their future profession, whether it's education or business or whatever it might be. Yeah. And it and it just and like you said, it doesn't start, it's not just the first week activity no. to to some team building, rah, rah, rah. And then you go back. <laughs> STEM to challenge. It. Exactly. And 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 I will say like our my classroom we had a good time. It wasn't a, it wasn't a no fun zone type thing. We had a good time, but, but what a great reminder, unfortunately, and uncomfortable for me reminder 
that even when you're having a great time, you still, I mean, I still wasn't doing a good enough job of, of making that safe place. So it's just, so keep that, keep my mistake in mind as, as you move forward. Uh, yeah. Like you said, rigor, relevance, relationships, no relationships, rigor and relevance. Right. So, awesome. Right. What's a, what's another tip? Yeah, so let's keep going down the mistakes train, and yeah. um, next stop will be mine. <laughs> okay. Um, and what I want to share is about self-care and setting up boundaries for yourself. As a first-year teacher, whenever I went in, and even as a first-year professor, I would go in early. I would stay late. I would volunteer for all the things. Oh, pick me. Oh, I'll do that committee. I'll, I'll go to that dance. I'll volunteer for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, me, me, me. You know, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Set your boundaries and be clear about what your boundaries are and take care of you so you can take care of others. Um, so setting boundaries for, I talk about this in shine on um, me and the other co-authors talk about this in shine on um, either decide, are you going to go in early or are you going to stay late? Pick one day or two days a week to go home at the uh, appropriate three or three thirty, whatever time your contract hour is over, and stop at Starbucks, stop at Dunkin', treat yourself to something that you enjoy, um, and don't bring any homework home one day a week if you can do that. Um, I, I was that teacher bringing home stuff on the weekend, mm-hmm. prepping material on the weekend. So I let my job consume me and teaching can do that. It really is. Oh, yeah. It's really easy, really easy to let that happen. But please, 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 please try, try to set those boundaries. So another example would be um, during um, as a first year professor, I would answer emails anytime, you know, except you know, when I'm sleeping and stuff. But I started to set up a boundary my second and third year saying, all right, so if you email me between like 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern, I will get back to you within 24 hours. Please don't email me multiple times about the same thing that you emailed me like an hour ago about. Give me 24 hours. On the weekend, give me 48. I'm with family. So not feeling like I have to respond right away, especially if it's not an urgent issue. That's okay. Yeah. They can. I can wait. And I can enjoy the, my dinner. I can. I also have set timers on my phone for different apps. And I've also taken social media off my phone um, mm-hmm. because it's been, it's, it has been a problem. So I first started off with timers, like setting up my digital well-being. I'm like, 30 minutes of social media, I can do that. No, no, I cannot because <laughs> I, I'll just go in it. Eh, just 10 more minutes, just 10 yeah. more minutes. Before I know it, it's an hour set. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Sam, what did you do? So I just took it off. And you know what? I feel so good. I feel yeah. light. I, I don't feel pressure. I don't feel like I have to check my phone all the time. Um, so if taking social media completely off your phone is something you don't want to do, I recommend setting those timers and trying really hard to stick with them. My good friend, Kiana Cole, uh, kicking it with Key over on um, Instagram. And I believe it's also on Twitter. She's also on Twitter at the same username. She does beautiful work with teacher self-care. She calls herself a self-care enthusiast. And it's amazing. She talks about saucer love. And what she means about that, we can fill our cup, but we need to overflow with our self-love. And she does a beautiful job of sharing examples and affirmations for educators so they can pour into themselves in order to pour into their students. Because it sounds like self-care. Ooh, I should be grading that. I should be getting back to my student. I should, I should, I should. Well, don't should everywhere. Take care of you, you know. Go take that long walk. Go just rest. Go binge something on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. 
and just dial it back. And then once you're rested and your your mind's more clear, you can you can if you want to maybe look at two or three assignments uh, from that student submitted or not. And yeah, I just set boundaries and care for you. Care for yeah. you. So self care isn't selfish. Self self care isn't selfish. I'm I'm so. Uh, you mean. There's an audio podcast, so people aren't going to, but, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like getting dizzy from nodding my head from everything you're saying. But, but I, I love like the, um, TikTok. I, I, I discovered that discovered, uh, three months ago or so. Uh-oh. Yeah. It lasted about two months. It's gone because that's a time suck. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that just, I'm, 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 it's like, oh my gosh, it's been an hour. I've been what? swiping through that thing for an hour. Oh my gosh. Gone. It's, it's, it's gone. But, but the other thing, and going back to what you said about the emails, not do, like taking social media off your phone, but answering emails is notifications. And for anybody listening, I, I just wrote a blog post about this about a week ago. It, it's like, Hey, we're starting a new year. Do not be afraid to turn off notifications. Do not be afraid to turn off notifications because I write in that, as I write in that blog post, it's like, there is amazing power that that little red number that shows (laughs) up next to the little, I mean, it's like controlling. It'll just, it's like, look, look, Brent, you have an unread message. It might be really important. Don't you need to check this? Even though it's 11 PM at night, you need to turn it off. I turned it off. Now, do I still check my email? Yes, I do. Right. Do I still check my email sometimes more than I should? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. (laughs) But I check it on my time. And if we're watching, my family and I were watching a movie yesterday. Last last night, it's family time. We're watching a movie together. Phones are away. They're not bing. I'm not getting anything like that. I've got an Mm -hmm. Apple watch. I don't even have my email going to my to my watch. Nice. Because as a principal, I'm getting email constantly. And and it, it's just again, I can still check it. Mm-hmm. I can still do that, but I'm going to do it on my time and for for any teacher, but especially for aspiring cuz I write about this in the blog post too, for aspiring new but even veteran teachers those boundaries that you talked about remind class dojo mm-hmm. seesaw which are amazing communication tools yes but please be very careful and i've been talking to some of my teachers too i, I use the analogy if you feed a stray cat <laughs> it's going to come back for more right oh, yes. so unfortunately what remind and seesaw and class dojo and things like that which again are amazing they have blurred, if not altogether erased, the boundaries between work life and yes. home life. And now, again, we're able to communicate with those parents, which is super. But unfortunately, now the parent at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. messages the teacher saying, hey, they got a concern about a homework or something that happened in class. If you answer at 10 p.m., you fed the stray cat. Yes. You've, you've basically said, hey, I'm available 24-7. Yes. 
And as you said earlier, you exact don't be. And as you said earlier, um, don't email me a second time about the email that you already said, because what will happen if you feed the stray cat, it's going to continue to claw at the door, say, Hey, where's my milk? We're like, Hey, I messaged you at 10 PM. You didn't respond. So again, that doesn't mean you don't love your kids. Right. Doesn't mean you're not professional. It doesn't, it means you, you, you have a, you have a family as well. And in the same way, if I've got a discipline concern about a student, I'm not going to call that parent at 930 at night to say, Hey, I'd like to talk about your discipline issue with your kid. Right. I would, I would be interfering. I mean, I'm not going to do that. So we just have to be very careful about keeping those boundaries, uh, not just with email, not just with social media. I love how you said, go home. Yeah, I mean, just I, go home. <laughs> I, I, I vividly remember my second year of teaching, standing in the copy room. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how vivid this memory is because I had the epiphany. I was sitting and I was thinking of all the things that I had to do. Oh, and nice. I had the epiphany that said, <clears throat> I'm, I'm never going to get it done. I'll never get it all done. Mm. And, and it's such that I could stay until 10 o'clock tonight. I could stay till 10 o'clock every night. And I still am not going to get it all done. And it was a freeing mm. feeling of, of, hey, it'll keep. It'll keep, guys. Just, just, just go home. It'll yeah. keep. So yes. anyway, I, yes. I love that one. I was going to, oh yeah, just be, whenever you're setting those boundaries for yourself, be explicit with the parents. I'm explicit with my students and I say, hey, I want to hear from you. I want to communicate with you, but please know here's, I, you know, here's some boundaries. Um, I don't have notifications on my phone, so email me anytime, but please know I won't get back. If I don't get back to you within 24 hours on a weekday, something is terribly wrong. I will get back to you within 24 yeah. hours. If it's on a weekend, 48, I have family and I want you to, so please don't feel nervous to send an email, to send a message. I don't have anything binging on my phone at night. So anytime you want to send, please do, but note that I won't get back to it till like 6am the next day. Um, and I won't respond and like, I will respond, but if, if it's during a weekday and it's been 24 hours and oh my gosh, something's wrong, but, yeah. um, but just, I would say just be upfront. Yes. Um, a yes. syllabus is a great place for that. Maybe a contact page on your class website or something back to, like that. Back to school night for now. I mean, I'm oh, an elementary. Yeah. you guys I have back, those back to school. Exactly. Night. Yes. Back to school night. And I love that you're setting the expectations and they're like, geez, why hasn't she responded? Why hasn't he responded? Oh yeah, I remember. And I, I loved how you said that because you're just saying, hey, I got a family too. I'm yeah. going to respect your family life. Yes. And I just, I, I would ask the same, that, that, that we can respect each other's family life. I mean, yeah. and I just think then there's no, there's no surprises. That used to right. be my, no surprises. Hey, this, so I love that. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying yeah. that. Um. Oh, uh, let me look at my list. I think you're up. <laughs> I think I'm up. What What do we have? Okay. What I What I would say next is, don't neglect. It's amazing because this is the fourth thing. None of these are academic based, by the way. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, don't neglect the non-academic aspects of your classroom. Hmm. Tell me more. And and what I mean by that is, first of all, 
you have to, pedagogy is important. Instructional techniques are important. Classroom management, like I said before, it's all important, but relationships is more important than that. You have to have that. So please, if you're listening to this, in no way am I minimizing the importance of good instruction, <laughs> of, of whether it's reciprocal teaching or guided reading, or I mean, there's, you, you, you have to be a good teacher. But what I want to emphasize is don't neglect those non-academic things. I write about, I call like the power of the little things or the power of fun. Things like using people's names, noticing their shoes or their haircuts. I mean, as, as an elementary principal, I'm out in front of my, of my not now because we're virtual, but under <laughs> normal circumstances, I would be out every morning at the front gate, greeting kids as they come in the front gate. And when I see a kiddo with new shoes, say like, hey, Chris, are those new shoes? And you just see the kiddo's face yes. light up. Or did you get new glasses? Katie, did you get new glasses? Those look great. Oh, I love your haircut. Those kind of comments will buoy that student for a long time. And, I, and <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're a middle or a high school teacher, this doesn't just apply to kindergartners and first graders. Right. Because if anything- And adult learners. Oh, amen. <laughs> if anything, like that high school person who just got that new outfit and is walking up, if somebody notices, hmm, yes, somebody noticed my new haircut. Somebody noticed my new outfit. It makes a difference. Using people's names. I write about this as well. Using people's names. There's power in somebody's name. The best I, I want to share Brian Kulak, former, uh, yes. former, current, ed, ed, part of the Edumatch family. Yes. Uh, amazing. I think he wrote something. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, level up leadership. Great there it is. Using, uh, uh, so shout out Brian. And if you're interested in that, guys and gals listening, he's wrote a great book, taking leadership and applying it and like using the analogy of gaming to that. But Brian recently shared, and I've got this up here. We were talking, I, it was a tweet about using people's names. And he shared, uh, he dropped a tweet that shared a story and said when he was teaching AP, he said that one of a student dropped, excuse me, he was teaching an honors class. He had a student drop his AP class and switch into Brian's honors class. So he switched classes, dropped AP and moved into an honors class. So pretty much like down a level. Okay, yeah. Brian, Brian asked him, why? Why did you do that? And the student's response was, both of you, meaning both teachers, you and the other teacher, you both coached me last year. You greeted me by name. He didn't. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. And, and he said his name was Brennan. And it still is. And I mean, I read that tweet and I just got sh just chills because it's mm -hmm. like this kiddo dropped an AP class. He called me by name or you called me by name. He didn't. It, that, that, that's not, that doesn't have anything to do with academics. Kind of goes back to the relationship thing. Hey, right. I value you. I know who you are. So I would just say my advice is those things matter. Mm -hmm. Calling kids by names. Uh, recognizing an outfit, a haircut, a new pair of glasses, um, asking how their weekend yes. went, 
having fun in class. I mean, whether it's telling a dad joke every day <laughs> that you know that they're rolling their eyes are, they're, they're rolling their eyes. But about, they're secretly really funny. But, <laughs> yes, but secretly. But if you didn't say it, they'd be like, uh, Mr. Coley, what's your dad joke today? And those are the things that they're going, that they're going home and they're, and they're telling yes. their parents about, or their friends about. That's what makes them want to come back to class. Yeah. And in a field where your place, your classroom may be the only safe place that they have. It may be, it, it may not be about academics for that kiddo. That it, it's, it's that safe, that's that place of safety. Again, the academics are important. The instruction is important. You can't be a great teacher without being a great teacher. <laughs> but great teachers aren't just great teachers. Ooh, that's, that's a little, uh, I think that's a new blog to, post. <laughs> there you look at that. Exactly. But it, it's more than just instruction. It's yes. more, I mean, if I ask you, did you ever have a, did you ever have a professor or a teacher in high school or college that knew his or her stuff, but wasn't a good teacher? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. They're great content. It, they knew their material, but man, they lacked that relationship, pedagogy, yeah. engagement. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For yeah. sure. So, Ooh, I like all right. That. Do you you have any? You have a a, a third one? One little one. Um, so it kind of relates back to getting connected, going back, and knowing that learning your learning doesn't stop when you cross the stage of graduation. Mm. It's just beginning. So for our future teacher friends, when you cross that stage, you shake those hands, you get your diploma, you flip your tassel onto the other side. Learning to be an educator is just beginning. And what I mean by that is just because you cross the stage, your career in teaching doesn't begin right away. It's already begun. Your teaching career started when you were a freshman in college and you were learning all those skills, those strategies, those methods, those tools, all the things. But now, now the real learning starts. You are starting to learn what it means to be on the other side of that desk. So not as a student, but as a teacher and continuing your learning journey. Now it doesn't have to be through formal methods like going getting a master's or a certification or anything like that. It can be through informal methods that feed your teaching soul. So listening to webinars or listening to podcasts, attending webinars, going to conferences, attending and presenting at conferences, virtual or face-to-face, reading those articles and digging deep into areas of teaching that you're curious about and want to learn more about. And it doesn't have to be, like I said, through a master's degree, but just through your own curiosity so you can be that great teacher that you are meant to be. So keep learning, keep growing. It doesn't stop. It shouldn't stop. No, I love it. I love it. I mean, as you were saying that, it's kind of like when you get married, for those people who are listening, it's like, you don't know everything about marriage the day you get married. Yeah. Shoot, you don't, you don't know anything about marriage the day you get married, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like, I mean, I just celebrate, celebrated 24-year anniversary with my wife. And it's like, thank you very much. But it's like, how much more have we grown in that time? Same thing. Yeah, just because you hold that degree in your hand. Oh, yeah. now I... Now I know everything. I mean, heck no, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, that's that. I think that's the beauty of of education is every year you get better at mm-hmm. what at what you do. Every right. year you get better at what you do. Right. I love it. Um, well, I, I'll finish with one more. Yeah, yeah, I'm and, excited. And um, 
dress professionally. Dress professionally. In in. Have you listened to Weston Keyshaw? Where are we podcast? going with this? Dress professionally. No, no, I'm gonna, <laughs> As we both sit here in like t-shirts. <laughs> no, no, exactly. But, but exactly, exactly. What I mean is, is Weston Kieschnick did a great episode on his teaching. Love him. Is, is he did one on, I think it was Crazy Stupid Love, where, have you seen that movie? No, I haven't, okay. but I like the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling, and they do a makeover on, on Steve Carell. But anyway. I wouldn't guess a, they do a makeover on Ryan Gosling. It would definitely have to be Steve Carell. <laughs> Ryan Gosling was already looking. Ryan Gosling was the stud of... Uh, Casanova and Steve Carell was not so he okay. uh, he 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 made him up and, and made him look and, and the point of, of that episode and the point of me saying dress professionally is I'm not saying ladies that you have to wear a pantsuit to the office every day because if you're a kindergarten teacher doing art projects and stuff like that um, you need no. to be <laughs> you're going to ruin your 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 pantsuit <laughs> gentlemen I'm not saying you got to wear a suit and tie I'm not even saying you have to wear a tie every day. What I'm saying is, unfortunately, the public, there is a, sometimes teachers are not viewed as professionals. Right. I mean, which is so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate. Oh, he's just a teacher. She's just a teacher, which is just, Mm. it's just, it disgusts me. Mm -hmm. However, I, I mean, unfortunately, I think in our world, the perception often, I mean, People will judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. Now, wearing a tie doesn't make me a good teacher. Yes. Okay. It doesn't make me a good teacher. So, so let me back up and say dress profession. Wearing a tie doesn't make me a good teacher. Wearing a, 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 a pantsuit doesn't make you a good teacher. However, if I show up in shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops, there are people who will judge and think that I'm not a good teacher. Mm-hmm. Even if I am a great teacher, I think my point is, if we want to be taken professionally, you kind of have to dress the part sometimes. Yes. And, and now that can be as a guy, I wear, I wear khakis and, and, and polos. Um, sometimes I wear ties, but not all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think to be taken seriously. Now, most people, but for some people to be taken seriously if you're showing up again in shorts and a t-shirt and flip-flops, it's not. And Dr. Sam, I've seen that. I've seen people <laughs> oh, no. show up in shorts and I have been told, I've heard parents whisper like, geez, look at, look at, look at that. Mm-hmm. Now that person could have been one of the most stellar instructionally sound teachers on the campus. However, that person now has to overcome a, a prejudgment based right. on, and is it fair? No, but it's the world, unfortunately, I think we live in right now is, yeah. is in, the, in the same way that, 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 that your banker or your financial manager, your financial planner, they're typically not showing up in shorts and t-shirt. Right. They're, they're, they're going to dress professionally because they're going to project an image that, hey, I've got my my stuff together. I know what I'm doing type thing. And I think the same thing applies to, to, to education that just dress the part. We are professionals as, as professional as it is. So we got to dress the part. And again, that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean three piece suits for the guys. Doesn't mean, (laughs) it doesn't mean evening gowns for the ladies. It means 
just professionally. So, yes, I'd like to piggyback on that for our student teachers listening today. Um, so you might be in a classroom or in a placement where your cooperating teacher or your mentor teacher or your host teacher, whatever you call that teacher, that is the typical teacher for that classroom. Um, Maybe they're wearing leggings or jeans or they're kind of dressed down, um, meaning they're not wearing um, like uh, three-piece suits. They're not wearing like a tie Mm -hmm. or anything. Um, Student teachers, please know that that teacher has has tenure. They have a contract. You do not have a contract. You do not have tenure. So please, if you're, when you're going into schools, bump it up a notch. Yep. Dress professionally. Um, And especially whenever you're going into a school that maybe you've never been to before, you've never had a placement there and it might be new. Introduce yourself to principals like Brent. Mm -hmm. Introduce yourself to the secretary, um, to the office staff, to uh, your cooperating teacher, obviously, but also other other teachers in your grade level or that are in that same wing as you and learn from them. Take a, take a note as to what they're wearing, but please amp it up a bit um, because you don't want to be, um, oh, that, I can't believe that student teacher wore that. You know, please just, just look, look at yourself in the mirror. Do I look like the teacher that I, that, that I want to be today? Do I? Yeah. yeah. So you want to, you want to project that professionalism and dressing professionally will also help with your confidence it really does it really gives you like I look good today my hair is done I got my makeup going I am rocking this outfit let's do some addition (laughs) you know or whatever it might be it really does it it, it does and I I love that reminded me I went to high school I went to a, a a private Christian high school that had a dress code that guys had to wear pants collared shirts I hope they wear pants (laughs) <laughs> well, as opposed to shorts, shorts were not allowed. It had to, had to wear pants, pants and a college shirt every single day. My senior year, to your point, I wore ties almost every day. I dressed up almost every day for the reason that you just said. When I felt dressed up, I felt good and I felt up. more focused. I felt more, I mean, there's something about if you just roll out of bed, or if you've made yourself and, and you've taken time, there's something about that because I think you said it well, first impressions matter. They do. If you're if you're if you're new to a school or something like that, again, is it is it fair? Is it right to judge? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> it will happen. And and if you see somebody come in, it's like, wow, that person's Put together. Wow. Yes. Put me put it, together. Yeah. Put, put, I think that maybe that's a better way to say it. It's like, just, yeah. just put yourself together. Dress yeah. professionally. There's different, there's different levels of pro- what is professional. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I think you can determine what that is, but just people are noticing. People yes. are noticing it. And that, that can be the secretary that can, can be parents that, that are, that are noticing. And like you said, if you're a student teacher, um, it's better to overdress than to underdress. Right. <laughs> better, exactly. better, better to overdress it. I mean, I remember when I was in the classroom and every time I had a formal observation, I wore a tie every time. Be, and because now did that mean my, did that mean I was a good teacher? Nope. If my lesson still bombed, doesn't matter if I'm wearing a tie. I still had to teach right. well. I still had to have right. things go well, but it looks good. And it and it's showing, hey, to my principal, 
to he or she, I value this. I value my job. This is important. I'm going to put my best foot forward. And that starts with yes. tucking my shirt in. Yeah. Show up for yourself <laughs> so you can yeah. show up for others. And there you go. I know a professional wardrobe can be very, can, can get costly. So I, I recommend some of uh, the student teachers or future teachers listening today, ask for professional, like, uh, um, capstone pieces for birthday, for Christmas, for mm. holidays, whatever, like grab a, like a great pair of shoes, like Clark's for women, phenomenal because they're comfortable and they look nice. Um, yeah. like get gift cards to like Kohl's or like a place where you've like has professional clothing that you can start to build those capsule pieces throughout your college career. So you're not waiting until like the month before student teaching, you have to blow like a whole paycheck, start asking for those for holidays as gifts. Cause people want to give you something and not yeah. every teacher needs another teaching mug ask for like I, I mean like I ask for like professional clothing and yeah. I think that could really help out with the cost you, you're you're absolutely right yeah where the, the point of this this piece of advice is not to break the bank and not to yeah. feel like you have to go to Nordstrom or Neiman Marcus oh, what exactly. <laughs> yeah. are, those, are those stores even open anymore um, <laughs> Amazon <like>, baby <laughs> exactly but again I'm coming back to like for for a guy it's like Hey, khakis, khakis in a polo. Mm -hmm. That's that. That's that's. I guess what my shorts and flip flops <laughs> versus khakis or polo. What yeah. do you think is going to look more professional? Look more put together, and it's going to make a better impression for everybody involved. It's going to be khakis and a polo. So exactly, this has right. been so much fun. This is, I've really enjoyed this conversation, Sam. This is, this is good stuff. And I hope that people who are listening again, whether I love how you said student teachers, because, because you're, you work with a lot of student teachers and first They're year teachers. They're my jam. They're your jam, <laughs> which is why I wanted to have you on to talk about this. But also again, whether they're first, second, third, fifth year, I think what we've shared here, everybody can get something out of this in terms of, uh, like you said, maybe you're a 30 year veteran who hasn't connected yet uh, mm -hmm. outside of your, your staff lounge. I mean, I'm looking at things we had, get connected, relationships before rules. Yes. about boundaries and self-care. You got to take care of yourself. You can't fill from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Power of the little things. Notice those shoes, comment on the shoes, use people's names. Remember Brian's story. He's a kid yes. who switched classes. Why? Because you called me by name and he didn't. It doesn't mm -hmm. get any more powerful than that. And I love how you said learning doesn't stop at graduation. Doesn't it doesn't. At, it doesn't yeah. stop at graduation and it doesn't stop after your fifth or 10th year. It's every day you are getting better. And finally, put yourself together. Not necessarily, I said dress <laughs> professionally. Yes. But, but just, 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 just know that people are watching. Right. And, and, and you wouldn't want them to pass a judgment that isn't accurate based on flip-flops. Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. This is great. I love this these. Is, this is good stuff. So, well, Dr. Sam, for anyone who is not already going back to your first tip connected <laughs> and they were now, Ooh, I want to connect with her. How can they do that? Tell us about your books. How can they, how can they learn from you? 
Yeah, I'm happy to. Yeah, so you can find me over on Twitter or Instagram at sfesich. That's S-F-E-C-I-C-H. And I love to connect with each and every one of you over there. I'm more active on Instagram than Twitter, to be honest. Um, you can find my books, um, Edumagic, A Guide for Pre-Service Teachers, and Edumagic, Shine On, A Guide for New Teachers, over on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. You can find my planner, um, the Edumagic Planner, uh, just for future educators, over at the Edumatch site. And you can find more stuff that I do speaking webinars those types of things at sfesich.com so I'm looking forward to connecting with each and every one of you and Brent this has been a blast this has this, been a great start to 2021 I I could not agree more with you this is when I had the idea like oh this would be really neat this has exceeded my expectations of what <laughs> I thought it would be so thank you for sharing again such such great wisdom from your experience for everyone listening, I hope you got something out of this. Uh, definitely check out um, Dr. Sam's website and, and her books because um, uh, you're going to get a lot out of those. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, if you're interested, I've got my book as well, Stories of Edu Influence, the story that I talked about with, I got to go. I thought you'd say no. That's one of the stories in the book. If you, if you like stories, um, stories with a message that will yeah. encourage and remind you that you make a difference. You do not have to be standing on desks like, yes. like good, uh, I was going to say goodwill hunting, like dead poet society. Yep, you don't have to be was. Jaime Escalante and stand and deliver teaching kids calculus on Saturdays. You make a difference by calling a kid by name. You make a yeah. difference by noticing their haircut. You make a difference by apologizing. If you like to be encouraged and you like stories, uh, pick up a copy of my book. It's available on Amazon. Uh, it's information on brentcoley.com. Thanks for subscribing to the podcast. If you haven't already done so, please be sure to do that. Check out Sam's podcast as well. <laughs> and, and check uh, out Brent's book. If you like to listen to things, it's on Audible on Amazon. So listen to it as well. He actually reads it. And yes, yay. thank you. Thank you for thank you for reminding me on that. Yes, I got to yeah. read it. So it sounds I read it the way it sounded when I wrote it. Um, so and yeah, if you don't have time to read, but you like to walk or do the gym and you listen to audiobooks, you can pick that up on Amazon as well. So Dr. Sam, thank you so much. Everybody listening. Mine. Cool. Thank you. Everyone listening. Thank you for listening. Hope you got something out of this. And until next time, have a good one.